and welcome to Way Too Twog's Bagpipe and History Podcast, where I, your host Jeremy, explores the possible repertoire of 18th and early 19th century bagpipers. Come and let's enjoy some tunes. Hello, so as you can tell from the sound of my voice. This is a slightly different recording scenario than I normally do. I actually have come to my work office to record. Um, So it's a different style microphone and a little bit like better space, honestly, for recording. But I just so rarely can kind of get away from uh, the house and my glorious baby. So, um, but yeah, my mother-in-law's in in town, so I could slip away to my office to record. Um, So that's why there's some sound changes here. Hopefully it is for the better and not for the worst. Um, Although don't don't like it too much because it probably can't happen too often. Uh, Anyway, this week we have a special treat. I'm really delighted to share with you a track off of Nicholas Conradson's, uh, well, Nicholas Conradson and James Noble's forthcoming album, uh, Bazaar, from their folk duo of the same title. So listeners of the podcast will likely remember that last season on the mixtape episode, we listened to quite a lot of Nicholas Conradson's first album, New Leaf. Uh, This album, uh, Bizarre, is a folk duo that uh, Nicholas is, is one half of with James Noble uh, and it's really some lovely stuff it is largely uh, Danish and Swedish kind of folk music focused um, and that is music that I'm not particularly well versed in other than really enjoying it and so that has been my relationship with this is I've been really enjoying listening to it um, it's been kind of my work companion every time I'm grading papers prepping powerpoints and, and need to have something pleasant going on in the background while I'm uh, having to knuckle down on lesson planning and that sort of thing um, it's been a constant companion since I got this um, preview copy and I love it. It's been great stuff. Um, New Leaf featured a lot of Nicholas playing hurdy-gurdy, as well as a a good amount of piping, and Bizarre is sort of the same way, where it's mostly uh, Nicholas is is doing hurdy-gurdy. There's really only one track with pipes on it. It's really good. Um, It's not going to be the one I share with you, so we have to wait for the album to come out. It's not being fully released until April 14th, um, but I have another track available for you here. This is Dansen Ungdom, which is a traditional kind of Swedish folk song that uh, Nicholas and James learned by ear. And yeah, they were, it's lovely singing. Like it's, it's a great, it's a great mix. Like having that, that good mix of, of instrumentals and folk music and the way that for, for a long time I have used uh, songs performed in languages I don't speak as like my most comforted learning, like comforted listening, um, which I don't know what kind of appropriation or misuse of culture that is, but it's been, uh, this, this album has kind of fulfilled that, that niche for me for uh, a week and a bit here. So, uh, anyway, lovely stuff. And yeah, without further ado, let's, let's kick it off. Um, like I say, Nicholas, on the album plays hurdy-gurdy, sackpipa, whistle, jaw harp, and vocals, and James plays citern, oud, and vocals. And this song in particular uh, shows off their singing talents quite well. So here it is, Dance in Ungdom. Dance 
Ganze nun do medan i förmor innan i rama och försvinner. Ganze nun do medan i förmor innan unga och försvinner. Ja, det går så lustigt, ja, det går så lätt. Ja, det går så lustigt, ja, det går så lätt. Ja, det går så lustigt, ja, det går så lätt. Innan unga och försvinner. Yeah, that's lovely. <laughs> it's really delightful stuff. Um, so you can already listen to another track from Bazaar. If you go to their Bandcamp page, they've already released uh, Icky Sticky Polska. Uh, if you pre-order, I think you get it as a single like you can access it anyway um so go check out some more the rest of the album is going to be released in april i think this track i just played you is going to be released as a single sometime in march um but yeah it's great stuff and definitely something to look forward to so thanks a lot nicholas for sharing a copy with me to review and uh yeah encourage everyone to check it out there'll be links in the show notes to their instagram and Bandcamp page and that sort of thing all right so switching gears um yeah, I've had a very good week, <laughs> a very good couple of weeks, I guess. Um, I ordered a, a sea chanter from Richard Pacos uh, in January, and through some like hiccups in the mail and things, it finally got here, um, I guess, last week sometime. And I've been really too busy worrying about and getting ready for my LBPS tune session to, to do much with it. But you've probably seen me play it on... Um, 
on Instagram and social media and things if you follow me there. Um, but yeah, I wanted to, to do some experimenting with it. I'm excited to like kind of move into this world of C stuff. Uh, as soon as I got those John Swain G border pipes, I had been thinking, you know, I need to get a C Ellen pipe channel so I can play along with that. So you already heard that as the intro music. That's the, the combination there is my G border pipes and my C Ellen pipe channel. And the, the weird uh, quirkiness of my uh, inland pipes as they are when I switched over to using easy drone reeds I had to tune everything super short like there's like they're basically right on the joint um, like it's and that made me think like yeah I could stretch this actually and get all the way to C pitch and I can so uh, two of the drones it's no problem at all to get uh, all the way down to C tuning um, my bass drone is a little bit tricky and I sort of accidentally stumbled onto something I really enjoy, which was I didn't have a cork for my bass drone and so I grabbed a receipt that was on my floor wadded it up, stuck it in the hole and that amount of kind of blocking the tone hole it, it wound up sounding a note that I really like, really like with it so kind of, I can get three drones going in tune, I think, with the chanter um, but the, the bass drone really likes to cut out from having it blocked that much but anyway you can hear it all right and i was looking for a way to um like how i could play a bunch of illin pipe tunes and have it be an episode and i realized like hey smollett holden uh, there's a couple of smollett holden collections that i haven't really played through and uh, kind of interestingly enough i've i've played smollett holden on the podcast a couple times but the one time i really focused on smollett holden i didn't like I, I didn't start from the beginning. I just kind of picked around and played uh, what I found interesting at the time. And so that's that's a little bit different here. So I am playing through essentially the first eight pages of Smollett Holden, uh, and they're pretty great. Smollett Holden, I'm saying his name so often, um, but you'll remember uh, he's the... Dublin-based music publisher and instrument maker uh, in the early 19th century. I think this collection came out around 1807. But he wound up with the he wound up with Walker Jackson's tunes from um, the pressing of, of a celebrated Jackson celebrated Irish tunes. So you're going to hear a lot of tunes that also show up in um, Jackson celebrated Irish tunes, but a, a good mixture of other things too. But anyway, they're all going to be quite different because they're on a sea chanter. So uh, anyway, let's start with a tune that is recognizable as a Smollett Jackson collection, and that is uh, the first tune in the book is Cossie's Jig. Uh, the full title of this book is A Collection of Favorite Irish Airs Arranged for the Harp or Pianoforte by S. Holden, uh, and it says, yeah, um, Dublin printed and sold at W. Powers Music Warehouse, uh, Western Street. Uh, and yeah, it says these airs may also be played on the flute, flagellet, violin, and bagpipes. So yeah, indeed. Bagpipes works just fine. So anyway, here is Cossie's Jig.
All right, and the next tune in the book is Noreen Kista. Downsides of Smollett Holden, I guess, is that uh, he's he's not quite as well known as some of the other uh, people, and he doesn't show up he, like he hasn't made his uh, footing on, on traditional tune archive in the same way as a lot of sources from this time period have. And so, like, I know that tune is something else. I know it as something else. I have played it as something else, but I, for the life of me, can't remember the name of it. Um, but I don't think it's Noreen Kista. I, I think there's a, like, that That sounds, Noreen Kista, that reminds me of an O'Farrell title. Um, different, differently spelled, but uh, anyway, so I don't know what that tune is. If you remember the other name for that tune, let me know. Uh, because it definitely is something else. Uh, here's the next one is called the Irish Trot. Visit Irish Trot because it is perfectly positioned on staff to to cohabit with the G pipes perfectly. So anyway, we'll have to give that one another crack. Uh, next one is another Jackson tune. This is Pither in Enough.
I remember the first time I played through these tunes, I was quite frustrated with them because uh, in my concert pitch, uh, Kohler and Quinchanter, like the low stuff doesn't come out well. Like it really wants to kind of gravelly and bark. And I think I even commented on that on the recent episode where I played through it. Sort of the nice thing about the sea chanter is the opposite is the case. Like it does the low stuff really well. Uh, once you get into like upper hand second octave stuff, it loses the the tuning a bit. Um, but I remember talking, <laughs> I was talking with Ryan Benke about this. Uh, and he was like, yep, that's, that's the deal. You get one or the other. <laughs> it's sort of the norm for, uh, for Illin pipes. But, uh, it's sort of the nice thing about the Kohler Quinchanter is at least it stays like, it's really in tune in both octaves. It just sometimes like it, it's hard to get the pressure just right where it plays the notes soundly, uh, in, in the low, the low stuff. But anyway, it's been really fun to like, yeah, just have another, a new sounding instrument. Anyway, here's another new tune to me. Rather than a Jackson one, this is called The Merry Dancers. Next is another Walker Jackson tune. This is a figure of three. Thank you. 
right, and this one is the Irish Lilt. that makes the rounds it's in james aired as irish lilt it's also in uh yeah maholland as um jacob johnny mcgill the scheme um anyway lovely tune uh next one is called larry grogan which sort of feels like coppers and brasses but just not quite anyway larry grogan That's really interesting. So I'm recording in my office, right? That's why there's a different sound here, a different microphone style. And it's sort of, uh, I don't know, it's keeping me from going on a deep dive. I feel like I'm going to have to do another look into this. I've been playing Coppers and Brasses. I I played Coppers and Brass a ton for Robin uh, for like the first couple months of his life. And uh, I haven't been playing it as much lately, but uh, it's interesting to see that Copper... Like coppers and brasses goes back some. There's there's an Oswald setting for Larry Grogan. Um, yeah, I don't know. Might be doing a deep dive episode on coppers and brasses at some point in time this year because it's definitely a tune that I'm uh, enjoying a lot lately, and it's cool to hear it here uh, in in Small Holden, but also knowing that it goes back quite a ways. Anyway, next tune, another classic Walker Jackson tune. This is The Humors of Pachin. Uh, and again, this is one of these tunes that's really challenging uh, on my concert pitch channel to get the, the bottom hand to sound right. I think I wound up just playing it all open uh, and off the knee to get it to work on the last couple recordings. Anyway, here's Humors of Pachin.
next tune is Patty the Piper, which to me always sounds a bit like um, Row Bully's Row, uh, and also is kind of known as Pat Murphy the Piper, and a song, and kind of looking at the tune archive, it might be worth doing a sing-through later at some point, um, exploring this tune a bit more. But anyway, here is Mullet Holden setting for Patty the Piper. Okay, well, maybe the Royal Police Royal thing is only right at the beginning. It is interesting. There's a time signature switch in this tune uh, where the third part is a 9-8 and the first two parts are in 6-8. In Perhaps you noticed. Um, yeah, interesting stuff. All right, next one is Priest in His Boots. This is definitely a tune I have seen in Aired before and another one that would fit perfectly on the G border pipes to do a duet with. Um, but, you know, this, again... There's maybe some benefits to me recording this in my office where I don't have a pile of bagpipes to like, oh, I better go do that quick. Uh, Anyway, here's Priest in his boots. It's actually quite a bit different from some of the other settings of Priest in His Boots. Like, it's a different tune than um, some of the other settings I've seen of that tune. Yeah, that might also warrant some further investigation. There's like a, there's a Straight and Scalern setting for it, and we all know how I feel about Straight and Scalern. 
Um, anyway, all right, let's do the next Smollett Holden tune is uh, a good old-fashioned Walker Jackson tune, The Morning Brush. It's so funny, like, I, I really hemmed and hawed about uh, what tune to play for Irish Tune of the Week, and I was going to play Fitzmaurice's Trip to Roslyn Castle, but I was like, that's too obscure. Like, I'm playing a tune that, like, nobody will know, and hoping that they'll play it for me to enjoy, even though I think it's a better, like, it's a cooler tune, and it would be a fun tune to have for sessions. And I was like, well, I'll do Jackson's Morning Brush, because, like, it's the more important tune, like, historically speaking, for Irish music, as it was probably the most popular Irish tune of the 18th century for people outside of Ireland and like yeah I think three two two other people played it <laughs> it's just like I felt like I dropped such a stinker on the the tune of the week folks but uh, it was also interesting to hear the other people play it and realize like oh it really isn't it kind of is a t- it's a very pipery tune like it doesn't really um the things that are cool about that tune don't translate terribly well to other instruments so it kind of made sense that it, it maybe has fallen out of favor um if it has but uh anyway uh let's do the next one this is uh it's kind of cool to see these tunes are sort of thematic maybe this is behind the bush i guess jackson's morning brush is not the same as jackson's morning bush at all but anyway here's uh, behind the bush It's really challenging, but just a lovely tune. Uh, sorry, that was Behind the Bush in the Garden is the name of that one. All right, next is one of the very few reels in the collection. This is Taddy's Waddle. 
All right, and here is The Nightcap, another Walker Jackson tune. last i played the the last two tunes as a, as a quick set um this is the miners of wicklow and la croom kush which we've definitely played before on the podcast except under the other title which is over the water to charlie or pot stick um but miners wicklow and la croom kush really i don't know they, they flow really well together lovely stuff Really enjoying playing through Small and Holden. I'm excited that this is page 8 of 40. There's a lot more tunes. It was sort of a natural place to stop, because the next one was The Old Hag in the Corner, and it is a massive variation set. Um, but yeah, definitely going to play some more Small at Holden. Uh, it's just so rare. Like these, There just isn't the same availability of Irish-published music collections as there are for Scottish and English ones. So, um, yeah, I'm glad that there's two volumes of Small and Holden and that they're both massive. So we'll hear more of this in the future. Uh, anyway, here is, uh, what was I saying? Miners of Wicklow and La Cream, La Cream Crush.
Fun, very fun stuff. Uh, I'm sure we will hear more from Smollett Holden in the future. Apologies for the repeats of so many of those Walker Jackson tunes. Um, like I said in the first episode when we talked about Holden, he just got he you know he printed Jackson's stuff note for note the same. Whereas a lot of people that were reprinting Jackson's tunes took some liberties with them. So um, anyway, a little bit repetitive from the second episode of the season, I suppose. But it's a completely different pitch. So take that for what it is, I suppose. Uh, all right. So to go out, one of the reasons I wanted to get a sea chanter was, like I said, to, to play with G pipes, but also to sing with. Um, I've been excited to do that. And this is kind of the first time I've recorded myself singing and recording pipes on the same track. Um, and I think it, I think it kind of works. Um, this is a song called The Handsome Cabin Boy, which probably dates back before then, but I've seen broadsides from the 1830s about it. And uh, I first heard it from A.L. Lloyd's uh, singing on uh, his kind of seafaring album with um, several other people, but with Ewan McCall specifically, I think called Blow, Blow Boys Blow. Lovely album. If you haven't heard it, check it out. Um, but yeah, here's me recording and playing all at the same time. I actually worked this tune into my dissertation, uh, or this song rather, uh, as the final chapter of my dissertation sort of discusses some of the kind of broader queer history of the Atlantic world and, and, um, specifically one person who I think is a trans man, um, better known as Isabel Gunn. But I think for a while, um, they were living as, and kind of being a man working for the Hudson's Bay company, uh, under the name John Fubister and, uh, kind of talking about that made me want to talk about this song, the handsome cabin boy, but mostly I honestly just wanted to, uh, it was like an Easter egg to myself of here's my favorite song and I managed to work it into my dissertation. <laughs> so uh, anyway, here is The Handsome Cabin Boy based largely on uh, A.L. Lloyd's singing version of it while accompanying myself on these sea pipes. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash way too twog. Uh, always have uh, some bonus episodes over there and kind of just like essentially I upload just the songs or just the tunes versions of the episodes so I can listen back as like mini albums myself and retain some of this glorious music from the past that comes and goes from my fingers so quickly. Uh, I also release tune books for just about every episode, if it makes sense to where you can kind of download the PDF version of all the tunes that I'm playing. So lots of cool stuff to check out there. The best way to support the show though, of course, is just listen, tell your friends and uh, other people you think might be interested in the podcast. Let them know about it. So anyway, thanks Nicholas, uh, Conradson and uh, James Noble, but specifically Nicholas for sending me, the review copy of Bizarre. Be sure to check that out uh, when it comes out in April. And you can, like I say, cruise over to their Bandcamp page if you want to listen to another one of their tracks uh, right now. So, anyway, cheers. Here's a handsome cabin boy, and we'll see you later. Tis of a pretty female as you may understand her mind was bent for rambling unto some foreign land. She dressed herself in sailor's clothes, or so it does appear. And she signed on with the captain to serve him for a year. <laughs> Thank you.
The captain's wife, she'd been on board and she seemed in great joy to think her husband had engaged such a handsome cabin boy. And oftentimes she'd slip him a kiss and she would have liked to toy. But was the captain found out the secret of a handsome cabin boy? Her cheeks, they were like roses, and her hair all in a curl. And the sailors often smiled and said, he looks just like a girl. But eating of the captain's biscuit, her color was destroyed. But the wasted swell of pretty now, that some cabin boy. Was in the Bay of Biscay our gallant ship did flound, and from neath decks there came me boys such a fearful three and row, and our sailors left their hammocks for their sleep it was destroyed, and they swore about the groaning of an handsome cabin. Oh, doctor, dear, oh, doctor, the cabin boy did cry. My time is come, I am undone, and I will surely die. Well, the doctor came a-running, and smiling at the fun, to think a sailor lad should have a daughter Each man, when they saw the joke, they all did stand and stare. The child belonged to none of them, they solemnly declared. The captain's wife, she looked at him, saying, Dear, I wish you joy, for it seems it's you and me have betrayed that handsome cabin. So each man took his quart of rum, and he drank success to trade. 
And likewise to our cabin boy, who's neither man nor maid. Here's open the wars, don't rise again, our sailors to destroy. And here's open for.